Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Kirschman, and really excited to have Brett Bauer back on uh, the Life in the Front Office podcast. He was uh, previously with the Pittsburgh Penguins when we last had him on, and it's crazy, Brett. We've, we're at 20,000 plus listeners now. We're, we've passed the 100 episode mark, and um, you know, when we first did that episode, I feel like it was like three years ago, even though we, we, yep. we didn't even exist three years ago. Um, and now you're the you know vice president of global partnerships at Monumental Sports and Entertainment. Made the move down to D.C. Um, you know, we'll dive into kind of your experience, uh, experiences so far. And we're going to do a three part series, uh, which we'll talk about some interview strategies first. The second uh, episode, we will talk about moving to a new city and just what that experience is like, what what we can learn. Uh, from Brett. And then the third part of the series, we will do uh, some conversations around soft skills and leadership. And we'll dive a little bit into that, but uh, I'll shut up. So Brett, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It does feel like a while ago that we did that one. And I remembered when this was just starting out and you've obviously grown this following uh, pretty rapidly and pretty extensively, especially with some of the guests that you've had on. Um, I'd even just happy to, to be involved in, in this any way, shape or form and lend my experiences. I will never say I'm an expert on anything, but if it, an experience here or there can give someone else uh, shed some light on insights I'm try to happy to help. And I think you have a great microphone to do that. Absolutely. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the interview experience. It's something that uh, a lot of people go through. Um, they go through, you know, when they are looking for a new job, they go through when they're not looking for a new job. And there's always something you can learn, uh, whether you're looking or not, right? And right. ultimately, from each experience, um, you know, it's like a client, right? You're trying to figure out what you need to know, what are the questions you need to ask? Um, what are some of the initial thoughts you have as, as you do go through interviews yourself? And then also, you're on the other side now, you're interviewing people to work, you know, within your realm as well. Yeah, and I, I think this is one that is never perfected. Interviewing, just like your resume, you can always work on your resume better. You can work on your interview, interview skills better. But one that I've, I've really been exposed to a lot lately, obviously going through this transition into Monumental, um, coming recently off of it, but having a few industry friends and colleagues who have gone through the interviewing process and are looking to make jumps and have made jumps and we're all just trying to share best practices and ideas. And so uh, the interview, obviously, your your opportunity to really stand out and, and coming in, thinking about it. And one way that I was taught, thinking about it um, as a partnership sale and you're the client, they're the partnership sales team. Are, are you ready to invest your money into them or your uh, employment into them? Are, are they treating you the, the way that you'd want to be treated? Are you asking the right questions? Are they asking the right questions? You, you were exactly spot on is the fit needs to be there too. Um, and, and what I've experienced through some of these interview practices is how do you become best prepared? I, I think preparation ha- happens and is the, the key to successful interviews and being overprepared almost to an extent where you know walking in how each conversation pretty much will play out or hoping to play out in all those realms. Uh, that's where I think there's there's no shortage of preparation that you could possibly do. Well, and from a preparation standpoint, you can then walk away from any interview knowing you did your best. Exactly. Right? Knowing that you gave it, gave it your all. And exactly. regardless of 
you know, what the outcome is, right? Um, I think something you, you can take, and I've been in this position before where you don't get something, mm-hmm. right? And it's how do you react, right? How do you keep that connection and end? You know, uh, it, it comes around at some point, right? Whether it's a year, you know, down the road, whether it's five, 10 years, uh, whatever it might be. How do you, how do you um, go about preparing to react as well? Yeah. I, and, and it, the sports industry is so small and we all know that. And so having any sort of experience with an employer, potential employer has ramifications throughout the rest of your career. So you obviously want to put your best foot forward. Uh, when you're presenting yourself and your brand, because think about an interview situation, it's you're representing yourself. When you're looking at different meetings inside an organization, you're usually an extension or you're looked on as an extension of that team or that brand or that property. So when I go to a sales meeting now, I'm an extension of the monumental sports entertainment. And, and so I have to understand that. But when you're going through the interview process, you're coming out as, hey, you're Jake Hirschman. This is the Jake Hirschman brand. This is the Jake Hirschman team. So how are you able to, uh, again, prepare, have the, the confidence going in and then react as things come towards you in the interview, after an interview, whether you get it, whether you don't, um, and, and leave those lasting legacies and ones that could catapult it into a job or catapult it maybe into your next connection. Sure. And, you know, how do you uh, maneuver the within the process of an interview? Sure. Um, I mean, look, it's sometimes it can take two months, four months, five months. I mean, it all depends on the situation, right? So yeah. uh, it's also, you know, carefully navigating uh, and maneuvering your way through the process in which, uh, you know, you don't want to be too aggressive, right? You want to be persistent, but not over persistent. I mean, what, what are some strategies you have to share on that? Yeah, I think as you're going through it, because it's, it's an uncertainty time, right? Like you're, you're interested in this position, your employer probably doesn't know your current employer probably doesn't know unless you have really strong and close relationships. Um, and, and, but you're talking to your friends, you're talking to your, your personal advisory board. I know that's a big, a uh, big thing. Jim Kaler and the OU network is taught on, but the people that you really trust and Hey, you know, how do you know people in this organization? How should I be preparing? preparing? What is, their impression, um, what are they doing in the industry? So you navigate those waters all beforehand. And then as you come up into the interview, okay, you're, you're selected for the interview. That's really when I think the grinding and, and hard work really pays off um, and really starts. And so you're going, you're trying to understand everybody who's on the team. You're trying to understand who you're going to be meeting with. And obviously the research part, I don't need to talk through any of that, but what are you doing as you're retooling your resume and you have a couple bullet points on there? Okay. Can you take those and expand upon those and just write down additional thoughts in a notebook or a notepad to make sure you have stories ready to go? As we know, stories sell. Story, if you're able to create stories and partnership sales with your fans, with employees, with the community, that's going to help the brand. That's going to help you get your partnership sale. Similarly, in interviews, what stories are you telling in the interview process um, as you're going uh, meeting with people, but you need to first prepare for it. You can't walk in with your resume and just think, oh, I'm going to wing this. I can authentically t- talk about it. Um, which you can, but have those additional details prepared. Uh, okay, I've done these non-traditional partnerships. All right, I have examples of all of these. Uh, bring examples of decks or even just pictures of different assets and non-traditional assets and, and different uh, activations that you've helped put together and, and really put um, some thought behind. 
I've uh, I've brought my sales philosophy to interviews in the past. So having a one pager, 10 bullet points printed out, something that I truly believe in and how I try to go about partnership sales um, and, and bringing and saying, hey, you know, here's my sales philosophy. Here's how I believe that new partners, you can capture new partners and new dollars and incremental dollars. And I really believe these are the best ways that I found success for myself to do it. And this is what I'd like to bring to this team. Um, I brought in things like uh, personality reports and like disc assessments, if you know what those are. Um, that kind of mm-hmm. d- develop and talk to you about what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Uh, you know, for instance, if you're sitting down with an HR person and typically HR people asks more HR questions, <laughs> you know, why do you fit here? What's, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? You know, things that they have to do in their job. Like, well, actually I have a Gallup report here or a disc assessment. Uh, I can walk you through this really quick. Like, this is what I believe is are my strengths, weaknesses. Here's what the report is telling me. Here's what I'm working on, things like that. You can all of a sudden talk their language because they love that stuff. And I, rightfully so. It's it's a, it's an effective tool for them to understand and really uh, evaluate their their human resource capital that they have within their own team, within the organization. So bringing some of those things outside of the resume and preparing all of it beforehand, too, I think is just so, so important and crucial. No, that's great. And, and also thinking of like those possible objections, too, right? So from a partnership sales perspective, if maybe you've been at a property where you were selling a bunch of deals and you got a bunch of uh, activations that you were working on, but maybe the numbers weren't as big as, you know, an NFL contract or something like that. Yep. Like, how do you how do you think about that objection that you know you're going to sure. get, right, inevitably, but then how do you combat it? Uh, to your point, what are the stories that you can relate to and tell? Yeah. Um, let's also dive into from an interview perspective. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, obviously you're interviewing for whatever position it might be, but you're also interviewing the company you're trying to work for too, right? As much as they're interviewing you, you're also interviewing them. Right. Can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah. Fit obviously is is very important from a cultural standpoint. And I've been fortunate to, to work at some really tremendous places in my career from the Penguins to, to Monumental. Um, so trying to have those questions ready to go, uh, I, I really take a, a position as I'm going into these interviews I almost want to help lead the interview at first. I don't sit back and wait for someone to ask me a bunch of questions about what I've done or what I'm doing. I try to proactively get out there. One, it helps a conversation going um, and it gets that connection points as you see, as you see them, but having those strategic thoughts and strategic questions, again, prepared beforehand, knowing you're going in, you know, why are people saying yes to deals with, this type of company or this type of property what do you think your biggest factors are your biggest strengths as a sales team how are you selling differently how is your partnerships team building value differently than the competitors in the market in the leagues things like this how you're trying to get different um, different strategic thoughts and how you can then work them in into your own sales process or into your own uh, mentality or workflow Um, does that work does that fit Oh, that's a red flag. That's not how I necessarily do it. I just want to mention it or something that um, I can flag for later to kind of go into it. But yeah, it's it's 100 percent trying to you figure out and almost interview them. Is this the right opportunity for me? Because you can only learn 
so much through the initial call and the job posting online. So it, it is very valuable from that sense to go into it that with that mentality. It's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to interview these guys. Well, and, and also trying to, to understand the organization a little bit as well, right? If you're going to go in and, and work for a new boss, is that boss going to stay, yeah. right? You don't want to go into a new job and then all of a sudden yep. your boss leaves, you know, three months later, yeah. um, makes it makes it a different scenario for you. You know, granted, some of those things are out of your, out of your control uh, almost every single time, but you can at least ask some of those questions as yeah. well. Yeah, right? I, I've, I've asked questions before, like, where do you see yourself in? three years or five years or what's your career goal um, when talking to a potential supervisor or director that I would be reporting to and, and you get a sense of, are they shooting you straight? Oh, I'm going to you know, be here for a while. I'm, I'm invested. This is my team or, you know what? Hey, th- this is kind of my next step. I do hope to get there. And, and you appreciate those conversations that are open and transparent, obviously too. Cause I think, you know, we're, we're all trying to make valuable impacts in our organizations and we all have somewhat of an eye uh, or an ear to what potentially the next opportunity could be, or or at least trying to plan what the next career move could be, um, whether it's three months or three years or 10 years or whatever. But uh, yeah, it it is all trying to figure that out and then still also promoting yourself and kind of putting your highlight reel forward too. It's a very delicate balance. So let's, uh, as we wrap up this, this portion of the episode, um, let's talk a little bit about you get the job, you get the offer, but how do you negotiate and what, you know, what kind of, um, tactics have you used or, or do you, uh, get best practices from those others, uh, that you were talking about? Yeah, I, I think it, transparency is, is key. Um, once that interview I think is positive, once you go through that interview process, it's positive. You think, Hey, there may be a chance that an offer is coming. I think that's the right moment where you tell your employer, tell your director, your current one and said, Hey, just want to be open with you. I I think open the communication and transparency is key. um, Especially if you have that strong working relationship and and good employers won't hold it against you. Say if it does go South, you don't take the job or whatever. And you have to come off very much as I'm not trying to leverage a situation like this because I don't, that's never the right way to go. And I don't think people are necessarily always trying to do that anyways, but Hey, I'm appreciative of this. This is an opportunity because X, Y, and Z happened, or this is what enticed me for X, Y, and Z reasons. I pursued this opportunity. I had this conversation. I think it might lead down the path to an offer, but I want to be just fully transparent upfront with you and just give them the most amount of time, come in with humility and respect. And uh, I think that conversation then can, can go in a very, um, a, a much better way than it possibly could have. Cause these are, these are challenging situations for the other end, the other side to your current employer. Um, so I think that's step one, you know, step two, as you get your offer, as you're thinking about, okay, what else is there? You know, obviously compensation and moving expenses, all of that, like that I think kind of takes care of itself, but think about some of the other things. And I always try to think about what are some other things that I'd like to be involved with or what could be the next step in, in a career opportunity? You know, can you look at other leadership programs or are there opportunities to in the market that you can kind of negotiate in or talk about, Hey, I would like to really do this in three, six, nine months. As I'm here going through this program, I'd kind of like it to be part of this offer that you'd send me this to, or, um, 
it doesn't have to be a formal piece, but can we sit down with the president and the CEO or an SVP once a month and just talk about leadership and talk about what, are, what things are going on, not necessarily what's in the pipeline or sales day to day, but how are we managing these dif- different situations? How are we managing these different team members as an organization or, or everything like that? So um, I, I think being open and transparent too, and, and, and looking at, um, and looking at opportunities to grow things outside of just the comp plan, whatever that is, may, that may be for you, there are opportunities to kind of negotiate that in. No, that's great. And uh, all right, last question as we wrap up the interview sure. piece. What is the biggest no-no or uh, do not do uh, in an interview Ooh. process? So I think the biggest, uh, it's a great question. I think the biggest thing coming into the interview process is as you're understanding and you're asking your, your questions, right. And you're understanding their fit and, and being too proactive and suggesting, like I would come in and make all these changes and come in and be, Hey, I would do this differently. I would do that differently, whether you're managing people or not. Um, and whether you know, having an idea or opportunity um, to come in is just being over aggressive on these are all the things that I see sitting in my shoes. Well, you really have no idea what that process is, what the back work and the back end information the teams are getting, what has been tried and just really hasn't worked. Uh, I, I think being too over aggressive on some of those things can be kind of a red flag right away. It's like, okay, this person's going to come and disrupt really good leaders as they come into it. And it's kind of our next segment as, as we'll talk. But as you're starting a new job, really understand and get the landscape first for the first three, six, 12 months, whatever it may be, um, to understand everything first and foremost. So I think coming in, uh, especially as you continue to build more cloud and leadership positions, coming in and really that really trying to drastically create those changes is um, will cause some red flags. No, that's fantastic. Um, appreciate the insights and advice on, on the interview piece. Uh, hopefully that helps with some of the listeners and uh, looking forward to talking about moving to new cities uh, here in part two of this uh, series with awesome. Brett Bauer. Thanks, Jake.